Welcome to another episode of What's Your GFI, a podcast for group fitness enthusiasts. And this is my uh, episode that I did with Ricky Long. It is awesome. Ricky Long is a Les Mills uh, UK trainer, presenter. Uh, he's a fitness entrepreneur. He wrote an amazing ebook on training for group fitness instructors. So training yourself, nutrition, your exercises, mental uh, mindset as well. Just all things that when you get going as a fitness instructor and you just let life happen and take you over, you neglect these things, right? And then you burn out. So this was a fantastic episode. You totally need to listen to this. You totally need to uh, listen to it if you're a participant thinking, I want to be an instructor. There's more to it. Not to say you couldn't do it, but there's more to it. And this, if you're an instructor already, fantastic episode. I really hope you like it. Um, I loved it. He was great. I pretty much thought he was one of my most favorite uh, guests. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. All right, we are recording. So I am here with uh, Ricky Long. I'm super excited. Welcome to my podcast. What's your GFI? Uh, Ricky, thanks so much for uh, for taking your time out of your schedule and your five hours ahead. So you're, it's the afternoon for you, but morning for me. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm from the future. I, I was planning on saying that the whole time. I'm from the future. <laughs> Love it. Oh, no, you remind me of like... Uh, Matthew Fraxton, same sort of thing. He likes to say that too. Um, basically, um, a little intro. Uh, so international fitness trainer, coach, entrepreneur, Ricky Long shares with us today what you need to do to train, to teach group fitness, uh, not only physically, but mentally. I thought this was a great topic. Um, I first saw Ricky's post um, about training, going to the gym, training, becoming a fitness instructor, become a fitness instructor as well as to keep yourself up. And I shared it right away because I thought this is fantastic. This is uh, stuff people really uh, need to know. And then when I um, researched a little bit more, because immediately when I sent do a post, share a post, I immediately like start following the person because clearly they've got quality stuff on their, uh, their social media. And as I dug deeper, holy cow, like the amazing stuff that um, Ricky has it, it's yeah it blows it blows you away so um, I'm gonna get uh, Ricky to just kind of talk a little bit about um, kind of himself just introduce himself a little bit better than what I did I fangirl a lot so I can <laughs> I have a thing written down and then I'm like I can't I just he's so wonderful I can't so uh, Rick if you can uh, introduce yourself that would probably be good too <laughs> I, I am very, very happy with everything you've just said. Like you've exceeded my expectations. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, my name's Ricky Long. I am a fitness entrepreneur, which is kind of this new term, which has come into the, the fitness industry probably in the last two or three years. Um, I work with fitness professionals to help them develop their business. And that's mainly personal trainers. And in my role with Les Mills UK, I'm a trainer presenter for Grit CX and Body Pump. Um, so as, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to, I'm the guy who stands at a module, at a quarterly workshops and, you know, just kind of tries to 
tries to orchestrate things, tries to make sure people get to the end and they're kind of in a better place than they were at the start. Yeah. Just give them that extra 1%. Um, and yeah, I've, I've kind of, I've, I've been in the fitness industry. I've, I was one of those lucky people I realized when I was still in school that I wanted to work in the gym. Now, m- most people, I'm always very honest with this. Most people say, oh, I want to get into the fitness industry because I want to help people. That wasn't my number one motive. I wanted to work in the gym because it was in the gym and it was fun and it was happy. Like all my other friends were going away. They were going to do like trades jobs, laboring jobs. Yeah. Uh, some were going off to university and I just thought, no, I'll, I'll just stay in the gym. Like this, this is good for me. You know, I like this. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, fast forward, you know, 15 years, I've done pretty much every job role in commercial gyms from, you know, being the PT, fitness instructor, gym manager, studio manager, uh, sales, um, gym owner, director. And then it was in 2017, I stepped away and just started focusing on my own stuff. Um, because but I think, you know, just now the year we live in, you can, you can create so much more. We use the word impact. Um, it's a word I'm, I'm not 100% comfortable with, but you can certainly create positive impact with so much more people because of the internet. You know, now is a classic example. You know, we're having a video internet call to record a podcast with a five-hour time difference from, you know, the UK. I live in Scotland and you're in Canada. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, that, that, that wasn't available five years ago. You know, when I first became a fitness instructor when I was 16, this, this wasn't part of the plan. But it just evolves and you know it's just it's really exciting to work kind of in, in doing what I'm doing and just trying to have that you know that influence and positive impact on, on people okay. I don't know how that was for an introduction that was a fantastic <laughs> introduction and it got me thinking of something else I wanted to ask you it's not on our sheet but however um I like what you said about being uh, you know kind of what we couldn't do before and what we can do now so, I mean, I've been teaching aerobics, right, <laughs> since mm-hmm. for 30 years. So, like, in 1989, like, at university, I went to a fitness class on campus, and I said, oh, I like this, because I, I took dance, and I had music, and I was like, this is great, it kills time between classes, and the instructor came up to me at, after a couple and said, you know, you move really well, have you ever thought of becoming a fitness instructor? Same sort of thing, not necessarily, I want to help people. I was actually going to school for political science because I thought I wanted to be a lawyer because I really like to argue and debate, I was told. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, so, yeah, same thing. Oh, okay. And I got into the gym just teaching fitness classes. Then I realized Mm -hmm. I really liked it. And then I wanted to work there. So -hmm. that's when they suggested things like going back to school for something else. So I stopped doing poli-sci and I went back to college for fitness and health promotion and same sort of thing. But and exactly what you said, people come up to you after a class and they'll say, you know what, I did this because of something you told me, or I was able to do this because of a move we did. And I, I was able to play with my grandchild, whatever. And that thing you, the word you said, impact, mm-hmm. that's when I was, that's a light bulb went off and I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually impacting people. Yeah. wasn't necessarily my, my first thought either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just evolved from there. So um, I love I love what you said there. 
what I did want to ask you your opinion then quickly on the, talking about the video conferencing that we couldn't do that before, but we can now train clients online. Think we never did that before, right? It was, you know, watch DVDs if you want to take a class or something. Um, what do you think of virtual and the live group experience? Maybe what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts? As, as long as if, if people are moving and it's safe, you know, it, it ticks the box and, you know, we're moving into this kind of age where there is so much choice out there for people, whether it's live gym classes, whether it's virtual, whether it's, um, you know, online training, whatever it is. So if it's getting people moving and they're happy, it's, it, it is good. Now, what I hammer group fitness instructors for and personal trainers for is it just, it's that old saying evolve or die mm -hmm. because virtual is common in every sense of the word. Yep. Like there's no, there's no an app that is being developed that you can, you have this app on your phone and it has your camera turned on and okay. you're doing, and you're doing an exercise and this app, not a person, this app can assess your technique yeah, wow. yeah. and give you feedback on it. So that is both exciting and frightening. It's, it's exciting on the broader term of things. You know what? People are going to move better and safer. The, yep. the you know people are going to have that opportunity to develop their own health and fitness yep. and it's frightening from the if I'm a personal trainer and I'm not prepared to evolve with that or compete against that or use that to my advantage right then my business can flatline and I'm talking about a personal trainer that could be a group fitness instructor that could be a PT manager that you know that could be a, a training team manager right. it's you know, you have to evolve, you either have to, you know, can't beat it, join them, you know, use it to your advantage. Um, so I think where, where technology is going is both frightening, exciting, and, sure. you know, it, it's what are we going to be talking about next year? I don't know. <laughs> Hoverboards and like working out on the moon. <laughs> you know. I agree 100%. And that, that's, uh, people are pretty amazed that I am like that because I'm a dinosaur in a sense. And I'm just like, no, like work with it. And ultimately, I believe people are never going to always, never going to go completely one way and only work out in their basement with a device. And that's it. Like they want to mm -hmm. be with people. There is a human yeah. element to people at some point. So if it gets them, like you said, moving and interested, they may want to incorporate at least one live class to go with their you know, their virtual, what they're doing virtually, or the trainer helps them to do some things at home, but also says to them, you know what, you should go into a gym where you have this type of equipment too, and incorporate that too. And then they could be talking to another trainer or come to a class. So I, I see them working together. A lot of people yeah. when I first came over here for Canada, it, it was, it was a culture shock for sure. People were, a lot of instructors were upset about it. And um, I think it has a lot to do with how it's used like you said so if uh, the managers aren't using it to supplement or complement their live classes and they're just promoting it as oh you can't come to a class well here's your option rather than here's a you know here's an additional option to live classes and personal training and you know saying it that way there, yeah. there had to be some coaching on dialogue on uh, conversations so um, but yeah, I, I just wondered what your thoughts were because a lot of us people here on, like when it first came, they freaked out. They're like, it's all 
Yeah, could could you imagine just to kind of stay on this topic? Could, you know, we we've been through the transition of live classes to having a virtual come in. Imagine what the you know the instructor five years from now are going to be talking about, but yeah. they've never they've known never known life without virtual, and they're going to become an instructor. So is it how are they going to view virtual? They won't be having this conversation. They'll listen to this in five years' time and be, what what were they talking about? Virtual is this wonderful thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just because we're in that element of change right now. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we're probably coming out the other side of it, and we now know that virtual can exist beside live and vice versa. Right. But, you know, three years ago, probably when it landed, it was that, oh, no, what's going yeah. to happen? <laughs> and you're not seeing a decrease as a trainer. Um, you're not seeing a decrease in numbers of trainings because people are saying, oh, I don't want to become a live instructor because live is dead like you're not seeing that right we're not we're not seeing that what has happened in the industry here and i know this because les mills uk work very closely with um, a number of big clubs through the uk and ireland and i know they've seen rises in their attendance from mm -hmm. clubs that have implemented virtual and like clubs that at maybe six o'clock on a sunday night would put on a virtual class Yep. And then it's getting like 30, 40, 50, 60 people in it. And now it's turned into a live class. Yeah. So that's an example of it being used correctly. We will put yep. our virtual on where there's space. Yep. If it grows, we can then put on a, a live class. And, you know, that's, that's when it works together. Um, and, you know, that's only going to create more work in the long run. Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome totally like off the path of what I wanted to talk to you about. However, I, I know a lot of my, the listeners are going to love that because it's, <laughs> it's important. It's been a hot topic. Um, but let me get back to like your awesome ebook, um, <laughs> which I'm going to purchase on payday. I swear I am. Um, Excellent. <laughs> um, so can you just talk a bit about training to teach group fitness? Because a lot of instructors I know, um, and myself, I've fallen into the trap where I've gotten too busy and I've just gotten to the point where I'm, I'm practicing my choreo. I'm not mm -hmm. even going in the gym. I've got a little set at home, so I'm not lifting authentic weight for my pump, but it's the release time is coming and I'm practicing, but I'm not, not going into the gym. And then the first two weeks when I do the release, it kicks my butt because I didn't train <laughs> and I know better, but um, CX is very similar. Like, I'm, I'm dead after doing CX release and prepping for CX release. Um, I would love to just have you just talk about training to, to teach. Sure. So, so the influence in the train to teach book. So the objective is to help people be fit to teach, to get through their body pump class, their grit class, their aerobics class, their cycle class, whatever it might be, and just be fit to teach. And if you have any sort of background in fitness, everyone will know that if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, it loses effect and you have to work harder to get the same gains. In this case, we're talking about you know fitness gains, whether that's drop body fat, build muscle, uh, feel energetic. Your body just gets used to it. It's, it's how the human body is. We're very, very good at taking shortcuts. So you might find your, you know, your, your CX works class is really, really difficult the first time you do it. Your heart rate spikes at 180, you burn 
300 calories and then the 10th time you do it, it spikes at 150 and it's quite easy. And then the 20th time, it's even easier again. So right. your body just gets used to it. So the whole concept behind the book is giving people the tools for their training, how they can constantly improve and challenge their training. That still works around their teaching schedule. The same for nutrition. It's fueling to teach. So my motto is, because nutrition is just an absolute minefield. It's if you always eat in preparation for your next exercise, you'll always be winning. Okay. So if I have, I've just had like my lunch because I'm going for a big swim tonight. So in my lunch, I was making sure I had plenty of fats as my fuel source yeah. because I've got my swim later on. And it means you're never playing catch up. So it's giving people the tools to do that. And then I dabble in this little bit of, you know, mindset and I talk to some things that happen to group fitness instructors. I've coined this. I don't know if this is an actual thing, but I'm kind of claim it as my own. I call it rock star syndrome. Okay. So picture yourself, you're teaching your group fitness class on a Monday night, and then you teach your second one on a Monday night and your third one on a Monday night, and you feel like an absolute legend and a hero. <laughs> yeah. And then you go home and life is normal and you've got to do the dishes and you've got to look after husband and you've got to feed the cats and you've got to do whatever else. And then you do the same again on Tuesday. So you're having the massive oxytocin uh, adrenaline rush and then you come home and you're crashing and you go out Wednesday night and you get the same thing again and then you come home and you crash. You're brought back down the earth and you see a brown envelope from, um, I was going to say the tax man, um, yeah. IRS. Is that, yeah, yeah, and you see that yeah. and it brings you, yeah, and you're thinking, hold on, 30 minutes ago, I was an absolute hero standing in front of 50 people who are hanging on to my every word. And now I'm coming home and you're giving me abuse for not doing the dishes this morning. Like, excuse me, I'm a, I'm a rock star. And I think after months, and in our case, years of that happening, it can really, really, I think it, if you're not aware of what's happening to your body, I or your mind rather, I think it can really play on anxiety mm -hmm. and a little bit of OCD. And people can get quite attached to exercise in their classes for the wrong reasons, in that they're there to feel good and get that rock star syndrome. Right. When essentially, like, I don't mean to take this away from anyone, it's like we're, we're there to coach. So I, I just, I kind of coined it Rockstar Syndrome. So I give people some tools in that just to kind of help people ground themselves and feel that what they're doing in their class really, really matters for other people. And then what you're doing at home in your everyday life when you have to leave your class after teaching to 100 people and then you have to go to the shop on the way home to do your weekly shopping Right. And nobody, nobody recognizes you in the shop. <laughs> yeah, really. but, you know, I've just taught the 100 people around the corner. And it's just that that's going to happen. And especially if you're a new instructor, that can be, that, that can be such a, a big thing, which you don't realize is happening, that you're going this, you know, this big, massive adrenaline rush, adrenaline dump, adrenaline rush, adrenaline dump. And after a while, um, just, just like anything, this could be said for any, adrenaline fueled rush that can lead to exhaustion and the train to teach book was fuel from my own personal burnout that I had when I was about 22 23 just from teaching so many classes 
not training correctly, not eating correctly, and not even knowing what was going on in my brain. I just thought, got to teach my next class, got to teach my next class. And this book details how that happened and how I've now changed my whole approach to training and nutrition to make sure that actually works for teaching a class. Oh, that's awesome. That's, um, I'm looking forward to getting it because that is, <laughs> you've hit the nails, many nails on many heads with that. Um, and the science behind adrenaline rush and then dump. Like I just was thinking that as you were saying it, totally can affect your, it's going to affect your, your whole body. And you, mm-hmm. I would think you would even, after years of doing it, like you said, it's just harder to eat, to pick up that adrenaline again, even though you start to get the rush it, and it shows, it comes out, then your numbers decrease because you, maybe you're just not as nice as you were before that one day because it's just, you're just tired or you're just, yeah. whatever. And then that plays on your mind because I had 60 people before now it's down to 30 you start taking everything personally it's summertime and you're like why don't I have 60 people someone has to remind you that it's (laughs) summer and you're just and you think to yourself like yeah I could totally that that is that is huge everything you just said so uh, and that's not something that unfortunately you get when you take training courses right like you don't get um, that kind of uh, coaching or just even that topic brought up to look ahead of why do you think that might be um why do i think that might be i don't think the industry globally is quite there yet mm-hmm. i think the industry I, th- I think as a whole the industry needs to take more responsibility for fitness professionals career mm-hmm. you know rather than you know, there's your certificate, you're now a personal trainer, bye-bye. There's your certificate, you're now a body pump instructor, bye-bye. I think as a whole, I say the industry needs to take more responsibility. I actually think it's up to the, the, the veterans of the industry, you know, and I include myself in that, to make sure the, the new people coming into the industry, and I'm not just talking about the 20-year-old, mm-hmm. I'm talking about because people come into this industry at yep. all ages, yep. that we shape the industry for the next generation because there's never going to be that government body that looks after the fitness industry globally you know not even nationally i know i know they're kind of there but they don't actually have much overall effect so i i just don't think the the industry the people in the industry are a aware of it enough yet and b doing enough about it so that's again that's why the the, the train the book that's why my instagram page exists because it's about helping other people and you know the, the, this book just kind of came from it you know that, a classic one i i get with people is oh so you you know you're a les mills instructor how many classes do you teach They're like 15 They're like, okay so you do 15 hours a week of this exercise you are officially an athlete okay yeah. You're not an Olympic athlete getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever it might be. You yep. are an athlete because you're using your body and performance for a living. So how are you training for that? Because bet your life the Olympic athlete is doing specific training for yep. the Olympics. So me as the body pump instructor, I have to be doing specific exercises for my Olympics, which is my 6 p.m. Wednesday night class. That's my Olympics. Yep. 
So that's where I kind of, and you know, it's great. I'm going off and on. Uh, that's where, as you know, as wonderful as group fitness classes are and Les Mills classes are, they don't, one thing they'll never do is give you the same effect as what strength training, true strength training will do or powerlifting will do. And the, the crossover from powerlifting and strength lifting into a group fitness class is massive. You know, if you take uh, a, a cardiovascular based class, like a body combat or body attack, and you give that athlete some strength foundations, it's going to completely transform how they move in their class. And as a token of that, or sorry, as, a, as an effect of that, how their class then move. And if the class are starting to move better, they're going to get more results, which is what it's all about. So if I'm training in the gym, if I'm eating for my next exercise, if I'm looking after myself mentally, my class are going to have a better experience. Yeah, totally. That's, uh, yeah. And that's something um, a lot of us instructors that um, it is a career. So I, it used to be a career for me teaching, I'd same thing, 15 plus hours. Mm -hmm. um, but back in the day, how we, we got around being, taking care of ourselves, um, we did free, it was freestyle. So I uh -huh. mean, I could teach, I could teach a step class and literally not get on the step. Mm -hmm. Right. I can walk it, get engaged with everybody as I'm walking around, basic right foot, two step, go over the top. And because I have a musicality, I'm saying it to people <laughs> are going. I could because I know I have three more classes that day. So I, yeah. I have to I have to like do that, conserve myself, right? Mm -hmm. But and I might have the engagement because people are like, I love Michelle's classes. She gets right there, she's she's right there, and she's but I'm not physically doing it. And it's when I actually started training, like you said, but it was for running. So I was doing 5Ks and 10Ks. And my goal was a half marathon. That was the best shape I was in my life. I ate really well for my runs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then I never even put it together, as ridiculous as it sounds, to do the same thing for my classes. I just either, I took it the other way. I was just like, I'm just not going to physically do this. Until I started, so eight, eight years ago, I got involved with les mills and so and started teaching pump that's when i realized like okay i have to like eat properly or whatever because <laughs> lift authentically and i wanted to but then you got you're covering for somebody last minute or you're doing whatever um i'm not lifting as much on the bar i'm not doing as much but you know it's 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 definitely something for i know there's instructors that we have that it's their career it's 15 classes plus yeah. teaching and you're teach. I think yours is hard too because you've got because grit and then pump is like crazy. CX is crazy uh -huh. too, but grit is crazy. <laughs> so that's to me super athletic plus on top of that pump. So and then I have a lot of friends that are clearly their RPM uh, instructors and just even the amount that they have to you know get ready for that type of a class. So I think this I know this book is gonna is super huge value and i don't know if there's very many i've never seen it before i've never seen a, this type of book out so <laughs> i'm telling everybody in the world <laughs> oh, everybody to that's listening and i'm pushing it out there because i know a lot of us instructors we we do work out we know we need to but just everything the nutrition and the mindset and that just when, yeah. when it's getting to i just last thing i want to say is just when you're teaching for a company and there's all the business and politics that comes with it. 
and mm -hmm. you're teaching and you're, you're just doing it because of the love of it, but things are happening at you having to do with the business, that mindset can bring it down to the point where it becomes just work. It's my career. I need 15 classes a week and you need to provide me those 15 classes. And then if the numbers go down, you're going to take the class out because that's mm -hmm. the business thing. But, but it might be because I didn't project like the numbers are down because people are like, Oh, Michelle looks kind of tired today or she does this, or I have a choice to go to Michelle's class or this thing. You know, I can miss one of Michelle. Like it's not like it used to be where people would rearrange their schedules to go to a certain person's class. Bottom yeah. line, you know? So I just, I, this book is like huge to me when I saw it. I just, I want to make sure like it gets out there because I know so many people will really need it, will really use it. So, oh, oh cool. I'd say th thank you so much for you know bringing us all on to chat about it. It is, yeah. it, it, it was kind of a, a long time coming in both the idea, you know, and then pen to paper for it coming out. Yeah. Um, it, it's had good feedback so far. Um, so yeah, I'm real, really excited to uh, see what more feedback we can get. Yes. Well, okay. So now the book is the one thing I'm absolutely going to be recommending to people that ask me about becoming an instructor. What's one mm -hmm. of your, like your top tip as a trainer. So you teach the courses. What's your top trip uh, tip, excuse me, for um, one, let's say a person that is a participant and wants to become an instructor, a pump instructor, grit, whatever. And two, um, an instructor that's already teaching Les Mills program, they're teaching and wants to pick up another program because that's going to add to their load so what's your number one tip for a participant for a participant this might actually answer them both sure but it, it is go and find someone who's already doing it someone you admire yeah and have a coffee with them and reverse engineer what they're doing so if you're a participant and you're going to a class and you think you want to be an instructor it's probably going to be that instructor that in some way you want to you want to do what that person's doing. So it's going to have a conversation. You know, how did you become a, a body attack instructor? What training did you do? When is the training? Just go in and, and start mm -hmm. the conversation. If you are a little bit shy about doing that face to face conversation, it's you know it's 2019. Find the same person on social media and send them a private mail, mm -hmm. and that can be the start of a, a two way relationship or, you know, almost a mentoring relationship for years and years to come. Awesome. And then, the, the, you know, the other one for an instructor to, you know, we call it upskilling another program. Okay. Um, it, it, it's kind of the same. Go and, find, go and find out what that program is and do some classes, get experience in it and speak to the instructor. Um, most, Les Mills hate it when I say this, but most, <laughs> most but say it, say it <laughs> most module training is all the same with a few details changed sure. yeah so the coaching models are pretty much very very similar with a few details changed the technique is obviously it's going to be the same guidelines it'll just be different moves so if you are skilled in one program you will pick up another program so fast in relation to how long it may have taken you for your first program. So yeah. just go and do the classes, see if you like it, and then get, get yourself that mentor and, and that pathway. Awesome. Um, and then I would say to you, I would say, I would add myself to that. When you talk to that person um, and you're asking them about what 
it takes to become an instructor in that program. Ask them for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, sometimes you'll get the ugly right off because they're, uh, you know, maybe upset. It kind of has to do with what I was saying about the business world and the politics behind every business. They might be influenced by that as well. So you might, you, you want to also say, but what is it, like you said, why did you start? What is it that you loved about it when you did it? You know, it, I, I get it. There's politics. What did you love about it? Or vice versa. They say, it's great. You're going to love everything. And then you say, okay, is there anything I really need to know? Like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So be, make sure you ask for the whole picture. I think that's, that would go along with what you were saying. So, because sometimes um, business, they'll, so for example, clubs, and I'm, I don't know any real numbers of clubs, but um, they will want um, to launch a program, although they'll need more instructors. And like you said, I already teach a certain program. They might say to me, like I teach uh, Zumba. And so they might say, you know, we want to bring in Shabam. Could you be interested in training Shabam? And myself, because I'm a, I'm a helper, I'd be like, sure. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the same. And I've taken Shabam and I, I love Shabam, but it's not the same as Zoom, but there's not the same freedom mm -hmm. with the choreography and songs and stuff like that. And when I do it, I actually feel really awkward, which is hilarious because I teach dance. I'm a hip hop dance sister and I teach Zumba. But when I do Shabam, I feel really weird because Rachel looks so fantastic. And I just, I, I don't feel like I move like her. And so <laughs> people are surprised. So I think that's the other, like another thing with, if you think you want to do a program, but you're being steered a different way or to something else because of a need or a want, like stick to your gut, do exactly what you said, go to that class. Yeah, they want to send you to the way for Shabam training because you're a great dancer. Go to Shabam because you you might it might not you know align or resonate with with you, and you might be better off with jam or you might be better you know what I mean. So yeah, just it's another another aspect of when you're trying to figure out if you want to take a training. So amazing. Okay, so I have one more thing to ask you because you have a fantastic podcast which I'm telling everybody about uh, as well. <laughs> Um, your favorite guest, who's your favorite guest so far? And hopefully the oh, won't be offended. <laughs> my favorite guest? Oh, I have, I, there's only one person I can say it. It's, it's going to be Lindsay. Ah, so, nice. So Lindsay is a fellow Les Mills UK trainer. Um, she was on Grit filming for Grit Cardio. Okay. Lindsay Morrison and before all of that she is also my partner and we've been the, together for about three years now so yep. I can't really say anyone else amazing amazing well um I I love all my guests so far like it's just been it either I already have in my head who I want to like talk to and then people pop up like, like you, like you pop up <laughs> and I'm just like, um, she's awesome. So I, everybody so far, this has been really awesome though, because this topic Good. is like super dear to my heart. So, mm -hmm. um, something I really wanted to get out there. So I'm going to say right now, and all my other guests are going to be mad. You've been my favorite guest. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of Michelle's podcast, as we speak, 
<laughs> no, they'll all be appreciative of like uh, of this information, so they'll get it. But I just want to thank you so much oh, for like taking yeah. some time. You're you're very very welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. You know, it's really it's really nice to to be asked on to somebody else's podcast. Yeah. Um, so thank you very much. And uh, I said I'll. I'll, I'll touch, I'm hoping to get you to Canada. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's start a hashtag. <laughs> Get Ricky Long to Canada. <laughs> and then, oh, then just before we go, then um, for workout for water, because uh-huh. you're doing this insane uh, swimming uh, uh-huh. initiative. So, quick, just tell us about that, because that's awesome. So, I'll just recap it quick Les Mills, UNICEF, workout for water. It's raise money to bring clean water to towns and cities and countries in Africa, specifically Ethiopia. To raise money and awareness, I am swimming 155 kilometers in the month of August. Amazing. That, that works out at five kilometers per day. And just to give people perspective of that, because you know, you say five kilometers, and if you're fast, you could run five kilometers in yep. like half an hour, 40 minutes. I'd be a bit slower than that. But to swim it will take you closer to two hours. So that's the kind of time and that it's taken every single day. So at the time of doing this, this morning I taught body pump and then did four kilometers in the pool. I'm about to go out now and do another two kilometers in uh, in the open water tonight. Oh my God, uh, open water is even harder. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. So yeah, we we raise money here over in Canada as well, Mm -hmm. but I just, that initiative is fantastic. So I just make, want to put it out there, let people know that that's what you're doing. And again, I just want to thank you so much. And we will talk again because there's, yeah, there's so many. Thank you for joining me on this episode of What's Your GFI, a podcast for group fitness enthusiasts. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I'm going to make sure that uh, all the applicable links are in the post on Instagram and Facebook. But if you have any further questions for Ricky or myself, feel free to comment on the post or send myself a message. You can send me an email at livewellwithmichelle.org at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time.